Hello and welcome to the Misfit Mindset podcast and I'm your host and mentor Sarah Smith. The aim of this podcast is to help you to gain confidence in showing up online and in general increasing your visibility, promoting your brand, your marketing, creating sales and growing your audience. What I want to do in this podcast is to give you tips and strategies and tactics that you can use to help grow your business organically without all the marketing rules and all the ads. So I want to amalgamate my two decades of learning into help you to grow online. And I promise you not to chew loudly or shout in your ear during this podcast. This podcast is all about boosting your visibility, both online and offline and in order to build your audience. And what we want to do is build your audience so that you can help more people. And when you help more people, you grow your business. And if your clients don't know that you exist, how are they, how are they actually going to find you? So I'm not saying that no one knows who you are or what you do. Undoubtedly, there's, there's people who know, like and trust you. And they're probably your biggest fans and they think you're amazing because I'm sure that you are. But the problem is you don't know if you don't know how to use social media effectively, you know, using Facebook, using Instagram and kind of with a purpose, you're missing out on a whole wide world out there of people who who could be reaching, but you're not, you're just not reaching them. And before I get into this, I just want to let you know that this is coming from me who <laughs> took me years and years to get comfortable with visibility. I used to want and wish that people would not go to my website or join to join in my live videos or actually read my posts. So I used to secretly wish that nobody would see it. And it took me a long while to shift from that to being comfortable with visibility. So when you're taking in this podcast and you're learning some things about visibility just remember that we're all on our own journey and we can we can all do it in our own time and way but once we are actually taking small daily messy action towards being more visible because maybe if you're going on instagram or you're going on facebook but you're just posting pictures of your food or maybe your kids or your dog or your workouts and just occasionally you'll mention your new offer you know or your program And then nothing happens, zero happens, and you don't get any clients from it. And you think, ah, you know, I've decided that, you know, Facebook, Instagram just doesn't work for my business. Um, It doesn't work in general, or at least, you know, it doesn't work for, for me and for the fitness business. But maybe you haven't actually put that offer out there enough, enough times to get in front of people. I think it's 16 times for a concept to get out there before people actually see it and get what it is. So maybe those people that we say for the people whom it does work, you know, are social media experts, maybe you're thinking, well, look, it's working for them. They've got loads of followers and clients, so they must be experts. Um, but I'm, you're not an expert. You know, so you're thinking they must be experts, right? How else could they, you know, be getting on LinkedIn and Facebook and bringing actual clients um, when you haven't seen it happen? But the thing is, to have better visibility on the internet in general, 
you you don't need to be a social media expert. I certainly wasn't. Um, you just need to understand how it works, the basics of how it works. And I'm in the health and fitness industry 20 years and I've been using internet tools or, you know, as marketing tools since about 2010. And back in those days, social media just wasn't as prevalent and to be used as a marketing tool in the fitness industry. I mean, barely hardly anyone had an email address or a website, letting alone an Instagram, a blog or an email list and a chance to get in front of people like you have your own TV show every day on Instagram and Facebook stories. But since then, I pivoted my previous, like my bricks and mortar personal training model um, into online fat loss movement for women and now into misfit mentor movement online. And how I managed to, to pivot and to shift that was by being my own niche, by whatever I shifted into. I was visible all the time online. So it meant that I had a following and I had people that came with me on that journey and continue to. And now I've helped several fit pros and wellness businesses to create, you know, their 10K months using tried and true online marketing strategies that we've implemented during the height of the COVID. And as those tools have evolved, my business and their businesses have grown and evolved. And it's easier than ever to get started today. And, and I just I love experimenting with the array of tools online that you can use and the new tactic, tactics to discover like what works best for you to gain visibility. So whether it's doing a podcast or whether it's doing a live videos or whether it's doing digital courses or, uh, you know, written posts and writing, it's, it's just it's a really exhilarating, exciting adventure. Um, for me, it is. And, and I enjoy sharing what works with my students and my clients. But I do realize it doesn't feel like that for all fitness professionals or all wellness coaches. And it can be really overwhelming to try and to figure it all out <clears throat> about getting visible. And that's why I've set up my members club as well is because I've focused specifically on helping fitness and wellness entrepreneurs grow their businesses um, by building their audience through increased online visibility and not ads, not all paid ads and marketing rules. So I'm, I'm really dedicated to that and I'm passionate about that, helping to, you know, help fitness entrepreneurs navigate through all the options so that they can use social media to increase their visibility um, in ways that work for them. So what I want to do now is just help you on things that you can do to increase your visibility and how you can know if you're actually hiding and blocking your visibility. So to start with that, it would be there's about 10 or 11 things really that I keep coming across. And the first one is like gathering up more certificates. So keeping on doing different trainings that are fantastic and great, but you're not really implementing and getting back in a monetary terms. Another way is using old images of yourself is, you know, just having old pictures of yourself that are kind of outdated um, and and continuing to not change those so that they're kind of up to the minute with your current energy. Um, number three would be to block your visibility would be ghosting the Internet, maybe when you got a negative comment and it kind of threw you and then for a couple of days you just don't show up online. And then that can really kind of block your visibility because there's no flow. Another one I found number four would be really great, amazing ideas that loads of wellness coaches have or, or fitness professionals have. And they just sit on that idea and they don't actually do anything with it um, because they're just hiding and they're afraid it's no good or that no one will sign up. Number five would be sharing different versions of yourself. And I used to do this a lot where I might have two Instagrams, two Facebooks and 
you know, I was afraid of Aunt Mary or whoever seeing a certain post or a certain client. And so I was kind of sharing different versions online, but that really is blocking you fully being you and your visibility. Another one, number six, is being unclear when you're talking about your business. So if you met somebody and they said to you, what is it that you do? If you're not able to kind of let it easily roll off your tongue and you're actually quite unclear, uh, happened to me a lot of times at the start um, online, then it means you are also slightly hiding. You know, it's it's going to block your visibility because people won't be able to find you as easily. Um, then the other thing, number seven, would be having no visibility on your off days. So let's just say you're in a bad mood or you're tired or you're hungover or whatever's happening um, and then you just don't show up then again, you're, you're really limiting your visibility there. And number eight would be stop and start marketing. So that's like, you know, I've done it loads myself. It'd be, I'd have this great idea about a challenge I was going to do or just, you know, an idea that I wanted to do. And I'd start a thing with it and I wouldn't get a result instantly and I'd just stop. And I'd just go, oh, that didn't work, but I wouldn't have given it enough time. So I was using a lot of stop and start marketing. So it's confusing to my audience and to my followers. And then speaking of confusing, that would be number nine is if you're using confusing language in talking about your programs and it's not simple and it's not clear, then what we want to try to shift from is instead of being clever, just trying to be clear uh, so that it's really clear language that your clients can relate to. Number 10 would be never pitching your services. This is a really common one is just Keeping doing inspirational posts and, you know, pictures of you maybe working out or doing yoga or meditating or your food, but never actually saying, hey, this is the start date for my program. This is who it's for. This is how you could sign up. Um, just not putting that offer out there because of being too scared of, of, you know, rejection and being told no. And then the last one, number 11, would be the perfectionist mindset, which is a, a real block to getting visible because you have all these great ideas but what's happening is they're not getting out there because you're a perfectionist just like I was and that I just wouldn't put it out there because I had all these changes I needed to make and I never seemed to complete it and so the perfectionist mindset is very much related to a symptom of imposter syndrome and some kind of feelings and thoughts that are common if you haven't heard of imposter syndrome um, that are associated with it would be a feeling of like, I must not fail. And, and there, there can be a really huge kind of amount of pressure, you know, not to fail in order to avoid being found out, inverted commas, which is like, you're a fraud, you're an imposter, I'm going to be found out. And so it's like, I must not fail. And that's where I came out a lot in many things I did, not just in business, but also in my kettlebell lifting in previously as well, um, thinking that I wasn't actually <laughs> good enough for a top athlete and that I'd be found out. So therefore I must not fail. And then that can actually prevent us from taking action. So it's kind of a, a paradox because success also then becomes an issue and it, it brings that added pressure of responsibility and visibility. And then that can lead to a real inability to actually enjoy your success. So when we say, you know, in our brains, I feel like a fake could be a really common one. Imposters believe that they they just don't deserve success or maybe professional accolades. So then they keep looking for certificates. And in my case, often it was medals with Calvell Sports. Um, 
and feel that, you know, somehow others have been deceived into thinking otherwise, that, that you're actually not a professional. So feeling like a fake. And then that goes hand in hand with the fear of being found out, you know, discovered or like unmasked, pardon the pun, for the current COVID-19. Now, you may be listening to this in 2021 or 22, if you're listening to it back, we're in the middle of a, still in a pandemic, possibly phase two. <laughs> so unmasked. And often with imposter syndrome, I know for me, it was, you know, they believe that they give the impression that they're more competent than they are. So that's how I often felt was, you know, people think I'm way more competent than I actually am. And, and you have a deep feeling that you lack knowledge and you lack expertise. And so often you may believe that you don't deserve a certain position or promotion, or in this case, you know, online, um, maybe as a wellness coach, a transformation coach or an expert. And you're anxious that maybe someone's going to say, you know, somebody made a mistake. Uh, 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 there's been an error here. And often what we can say is, you know, Ara, it's all down to luck. It's all down to luck. I used to say that a lot. And I discount things that I worked really hard for and say, wasn't I lucky? And that was a fluke. But, you know, that tendency to attribute success to luck or to other like external reasons um, and not to actually your abilities, that's a really clear indicator of imposter syndrome. So, Again, it might just say I just got lucky or it was a fluke. And then this masks, pardon the pun again, but this masks the fear that, you know, you just won't be able to succeed the next time. So you're thinking, you know, I won't be able to follow this through. And what some people can also say when they're struggling with imposter syndrome is, you know, success just isn't a big deal. And, and they can really downplay success and discount it. Um, and that's really common with those struggling with imposter syndrome. And they might attribute this success to just being an easy task or it's because I had support, um, you know, and often they just can't accept the compliments about that success. And again, they think their success is down to luck or maybe good timing or maybe that they've actually fooled others, you know, and that's, you know, was in my head for years. So um, what did I do and what, how can I help you to kind of mitigate those negative effects of imposter syndrome? And where could we start with it, right? So the, the first thing to, to, to do is to recognise the feelings that you get um, as an imposter syndrome feeling when, when they actually emerge. So awareness is definitely the first step to change. So if you can track those thoughts, like what they are and when they emerge, that's how I started as I started with a journal and I started to, to actually track down what the thoughts were saying, which were like, Sarah, you're not good enough. You can't do, you know, my first webinar or you can't actually do a podcast and, you know, all these things it would say. So I would track that maybe I did it before I was due to post a Facebook post or go live and I wrote down what the voice told me, what the imposter syndrome told me exactly. So I named it instead of fearing it, that it said, you're, you're too old or your voice is annoying or whatever comes up. So then I started working on re, re kind of writing my mental programs. And instead of telling myself that, you know, I'm going to be found out and that I just don't deserve success. I reminded myself that it's normal just not to know everything online, not starting out as a rookie and and that I'll find out more as I progress. And I, I put post-its everywhere reminding me of that. And another thing I did was I actually talked about my feelings. So I talked about my feelings with my mentors and with friends and family, um, you know, because there's 
and also in groups online because there's others, there's other entrepreneurs and fit pros and wellness coaches who really feel like imposters too. And it's better to have a really good open dialogue with them um, rather than harboring all those negative thoughts alone because it can be quite um, lonely, you know. So if you just consider the context here is that most people, they'll they'll experience moments, you know, or occasions where they just don't feel 100% confident, yeah? And there may be times when you feel like totally out of your depth and, you know, self-doubt and all of that, and that's a, that's a normal reaction. And if you catch yourself thinking that you're useless, if you can reframe it, this is what I practice, is, you know, the fact that I feel useless right now doesn't mean that I really am. So I'll say that again. The fact that I feel useless right now doesn't mean that I really am. That's just what we're feeling right now that's come from a thought that we've had, which is I'm an imposter. So if we can reframe failure, I love reframing failure as a learning opportunity and find out those lessons and use them constructively in the future, then that is like a really critical lesson lesson for everyone. You know, I've had so many mess ups myself it was starting out online and, and offline. And each time I learned something. So I've learned to be kind to myself. And that's what I'd love you to practice in this is remembering that you're entitled to make small mistakes occasionally. And like, forgive yourself, you know, and don't forget also to reward yourself for getting the big things right, which a lot of fit pros and wellness coaches are. I mean, a lot of my clients are and even, even people that, um, I've seen online smashing it is they're just not recognizing that and they're not maybe rewarding themselves for that. And then another thing to do would be to seek support. So, you know, I've got two business mentors at the moment. I have a lot of support there um, and everyone needs help. So it's like recognize that you can seek assistance and that you just you don't have to do everything alone. And that can be a really good reality check and it can help you talk things through. And so if you do need support one to one, mentoring and you think we'd be a good fit then send me a direct message on Facebook and we can chat or if it's not me then look into getting a mentor um, and some help because it'll be an absolute game changer for you. The next thing is visualizing your success so it's like I practice this every day and I've practiced this for years is I really keep my eye on the outcome like completing the task you know like making that presentation or or masterclass or even podcast you know and just imagining the feeling I'll get knowing people are listening to it and that it's helping them and that I've achieved it and that helps me to keep focused and to keep me calm is visualizing the success and visualizing how it'll feel when it's when it's done um so I don't know if you've got any other coping strategies for imposter syndrome, you know, what works or what doesn't work for you. Um, have you had imposter syndrome? What do you think of it? What do you think, you know, it means for your business um, as well? Does it affect it? So it did affect me for, for years until I started to put into place all of those things, which was recognizing that I was hiding behind, you know, more certificates um, not posting until, you know, if I looked right, you know, had my hair brushed and all of that. Um, hiding on my off days, just not showing up fully at all. Um, you know, if I got some hate online, I'd often ghost. It took me ages, you know, to come back on. I'd ghost the Internet. 
you know, I found it really hard to often describe my business, especially starting out online as to what it was. And that was hiding my visibility as well. And then often I'd really stop and start in my marketing, you know, like I just wouldn't be consistent. And so that all uh, contributed to me going slower than I wanted to in growing my business. So then what I did was I started to be kinder to myself and I allowed myself small mistakes and I I got support with my mentors and I visualized my success and I journaled about it and I talked about my feelings and I learned how to kind of rewrite my mental programs and I really recognized imposter syndrome for what it was and also recognized what I had to gain from, you know, really really boosting my visibility because once I boosted my visibility you're you know you're going to build your audience and that's what happened with me and then once I built my audience I could help more people and then that feels even more amazing and powerful and strong and just life-changing and then when you help more people you can grow your business easier but again if your clients don't know you exist how are they going to find you so just having to think about any of the 11 things I listed of hiding your visibility, gathering more certs, using old images of yourself, ghosting because of a negative comment, sitting on ideas, sharing different versions of yourself online, being unclear when you're talking about your business, having no visibility on off days, stopping and starting marketing, using confusing language, never pitching your services and generally having a perfectionist mindset. So if any of those jump out at you, then you can have a look at it and recognize it and see how you can actually change it. And then what you can do is having a look at working on that context of I mustn't fail and I feel like a fake and I'm going to be found out or unmasked or it's all down to luck and actually challenging that by, you know, recognizing these feelings when they emerge by trying to rewrite your mental programs, um, by talking about your feelings, by considering the context and reframing failure as a learning opportunity, by being kind to yourself, um, by seeking support and by visualizing your success. So I really hope that this helps one wellness coach or fitness professional to increase their visibility online. And I hope that you take messy action every day without any perfectionist shit coming into it and that you start to be consistent in your visibility. It could be just taking a screenshot of your coffee cup every morning if you know you're going to drink a coffee or a tea and just posting that every day at more or less the same time with some type of a consistent message and that could be enough. So taking messy action and remember that life is now. So let's go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Misfit Mindset podcast. And what I would advise you to do now is to take immediate messy action instead of wondering and waiting. So if you enjoyed this episode and you think that maybe other fitness professionals or wellness coaches could benefit from it and could do with my message, then please share it with them. You could take a screenshot and share it on your stories and tag me, or you could leave a review here, or you could subscribe so that you get notifications of when my podcast comes out every single Friday. Thanks for listening and take action.